Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Come on in. It is Saturday night. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow morning's message just on Instagram uh, tonight. We'll not be on TikTok tonight just on instagram tonight come on in do me a favor let me know where you are watching from as you come in just on ig tonight oh but it's gonna be an amazing preview of tomorrow's message i'm super excited about it what time is it bishop it is at 9 15 and 11 15 a.m mountain standard time uh that is uh 11 15 and 1 15 on uh east coast time all right and so we look forward to you uh, being a part of that you can be in denver on campus or you can watch uh, online uh, anywhere you can watch online anywhere we'd love for you to be a part of that i see you aurora come on in denver good to see you come on in come on in come on in come on in uh amen praise god amen decatur georgia that's atlanta metro good to see you Come on in. So, guys, y'all are already showing, uh, sewing on the badges. Much love to you. Um, you may or may not have that feature. We know Instagram has been uh, for some they can see it, some cannot. But that feature so that you can sew on the badges. All right. Always be a blessing to what is a blessing to you. Listen. Hey, Alabama. We are in. Uh, we are in. We are in this series called Stop all this month. And what are we learning? There's some things you must stop. There's some things we must stop so that God can start. Uh, and in this series, we talked about stop being normal. God has not called you to be normal. In fact, the Bible says, as he is, so are we in the earth, which means we are not supposed to be normal. We are not supposed to be regular. We are not supposed to be like everybody else. Watch me. Normal is not an accomplishment. I'm going to say that again. Normal it's not an accomplishment. Many Christians say, I just want a normal life. I just want a normal family. I just want a normal this. Can I tell you something? You've never had, um, you've never been called to have a normal life, which is why, pay attention, which is why you have never had normal issues. How many of y'all can be honest that the issues you have faced since you were a child have not been normal? I just need you to wave at me. When you look back at your childhood, you were dealing with things that weren't normal for, for four and five and six and seven year olds to deal with. It wasn't normal uh, for people in high school. Uh, you had a totally different mentality. There's nothing normal about you. And I need you to understand that because if God had called you to be normal, then that means your upbringing would have been normal. Normal is not an accomplishment. And so this is very important because you have to understand Wherever you're afflicted, that's where you're gifted. Wherever you're anointed, that's where you're assigned. I'll say it again. And some of y'all, you got to get that in your mind, in your spirit. Um, wherever you're afflicted, that's where you're gifted. For some of you all, you're going to be um, the first in your bloodline to break seven figures. This is why uh, what you've been afflicted in uh, it, uh, it has dealt with finance in your past. For many of you all, you were called to be the curse breaker in your bloodline. So consequently, what has happened is that the curse that has tried to attach itself to everybody in your bloodline, it came at you with a vengeance. You got to hear what I'm saying. So understanding that normal is not an accomplishment. Then 
We talked about um, how um, uh, in our series, Stop, um, I'm seeing y'all's responses. This is amazing. This is really good. And then in our series, uh, Stop, then we talked about uh, Stop Praying About It. And that was Sunday's message where literally God spoke to Joshua and told Joshua, Joshua, get up. I need you to get up. And I need you to stop praying about this. I need you to go fix the issue. And we talked about how prayer is not a passive posture. Prayer is a very active posture. Shalom. What's up? Come on in, everybody. You know where you're watching from. Shalom is, or excuse me, um, prayer is not a passive posture. Prayer is an active posture. In fact, we pray to get a plan, then we work the plan that we get. And for many people, what has happened, especially if you grew up in church, you saw prayer as this very passive posture where you prayed about it. And then I'm just going to put it in God's hands and leave it alone. Um, there are some things that you say, God, there is there is nothing else I can do. But the reality is what prayer says is, God, tell me everything I can do. And then, God, you do everything I cannot do. Hey, Atlanta, good to see you. You tell me everything. I see somebody said Sunday's message was fire. It was amazing. How can you get it? You can watch it in our app. All you need to do, hey, Atlanta, all you need to do is text the word uh, harvest to the phone number 877 552 Can you drop that on the screen? Text the word harvest to the 877-552-4746. When you do that, we'll shoot you a text right away. I'll show you how to get our app. But you can watch the message. You can get our podcast, all of that. Um, literally, in Joshua chapter 7, they had lost this battle that should have been easy. But they lost. And the reason that they lost was because they had somebody on their team. And this man's name was Achan. And Achan in Hebrew, that is the language of our Old Testament. That name means, pay attention. That name means this. You ready? That name means trouble. And you have to be careful because sometimes um, you can have trouble around you. And you can have trouble in you that creates trouble for you. I'll back it up and I'll put it back on the grill. You ready? Sometimes you can have trouble that is in you and you can have trouble that is around you. For Joshua, his trouble was around him. It was in one of his trusted advisors. And you have to hear me. If you are a leader, you got to understand that if the enemy is trying to attack you, y'all ready for this? He's going to come through who's around you. Can I prove it to you? Look at Jesus. Who did Jesus attack come through? Through a man named Judas. Um, look at Moses. Who did Moses attack through, come through? It came through Miriam and Aaron. That was his brother and sister. So that was his family uh, and relatives. Then who did it come through? These three men, Korah, Dathan, Abiram. Those were all leaders. I need every person that sits in any seat of authority to hear me. If the enemy's coming for you, you, you better hear me. He's going to come through your circle. You don't have to worry about your enemies. You already know who those suckers are. You already know who those marks are. If he's coming for you, he's going to come for you through somebody that is sitting at your table that has on your jersey. But watch me. They have on the right apparel, but they do not have the right approach. They have, watch me. They have, they say the right words, uh, but they do not have the, the right worldview. They say the right things, but they do not have the right heart. The Bible says it like this. It's just with your mouth, you drew near, near. He says, but, 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 but your heart was far from me. And I need everybody to hear me. Sometimes he's like, my enemies, my enemies. Can I help every person that sits away from me? If you sit in a seat of authority. Maybe you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, a leader of your family, a leader in ministry, whatever. The attack for you, it is always going to come 
through somebody that is supposed to be a trusted advisor, somebody that you've given a seat of authority and leadership all day, every day. You got to hear that. And it's the same thing that happened for Joshua in Joshua chapter seven. In Joshua chapter seven, his loss came because of Achan. And how do you know that he was close to Joshua? Because when Joshua confronts him about it, Joshua says to him, my son, stop. In other words, this was more than just one of Joshua's strong leaders. This was supposed to be a spiritual son to Joshua. This was supposed to be somebody that Joshua could pour in. Now, for those of you who, who like to go deep in the Bible, let's go deep. Now you understand why Joshua never ever took the time to pour into another man to take over after him like Moses poured into Joshua. Why? Because after his experience in Joshua 7, Joshua essentially hardens his heart. And I need to tell somebody tonight on this preview, do not, do not, do not harden your heart so that you stop looking for people to pour into. Did you hear me? Do not harden your heart so that you stop pouring. Because everybody won't be Achan. Everybody won't be Judas. Everybody won't be Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Everybody will not be Miriam and Aaron. Everybody will not be like them. Right? So what happens when, when y'all ready? So what happens when uh, after uh, Joshua dies, there's nobody to take over. So literally the Bible says this, these random elders start popping up. But there's nobody that has Joshua's hand. There's nobody that looks like Joshua. And I need you to hear me. You cannot allow your heart to be hardened. You cannot allow your heart to be hardened so that you stop. I can teach that because I have been through Aiken moments. I have been through Joshua moments. I've been through Judas moments. I've been through Korah, Dathan, and Abiram moments. Through all of that. And can I tell you, watch me, instead of hardening your heart, what you have to do is say, God, all right, it's not them. The, uh, matter of fact, I like the way John's disciples said this to Jesus. Are you the one or should we look for another? And sometimes, y'all ready for this? People's actions will show you, you are not the one for me to be poured into. So let me look for another. <laughs> y'all better talk. This is amazing. I could stop right here. I'll look for another. You must not be the one. You must not be it. Because after correction, you got an attitude instead of getting it right. You must not be the one. After confrontation, you got better instead of being thankful that you were confronted. You must not be the one. After being shown something, you still chose to do it your way. You must not be the one. I, I mean, listen, you have to hear me. You cannot allow your heart to be hardened. This is what happened with Joshua, all right? So now you understand why he didn't do that. Can I go deeper than leadership? Let's go relationships. For some of you all, there are relationships where you all have literally, you've had, uh, like Samson, you've had some Delilah experiences. So your heart is hardened now. Your heart is so hardened. And so, I mean, it's like this. I mean, there's no, nobody can get through even if they tried. And so what happens is consequently, what you end up doing is you end up saying, well, you know, I'm done with everybody. So everybody you meet is a suspect which means everybody is guilty until proven innocent with you. And that is not an effective way to deal with people. Every friend, you, every potential friend you meet, guilty, 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 guilty. And consequently, you will end up loving who hates you and hating who loves you. You'll end up loving who hates you and hating who loves you. Guys, do me a favor. Share this tonight if you haven't shared. You use the triangle at the bottom. Shoot it to somebody's DM. You can text it to somebody. We're just on Instagram tonight. I didn't do TikTok tonight. 
Uh, I just did TikTok or just did Instagram tonight. Everybody, every friend you meet, every person you meet, they are guilty until proven innocent. They have to go through four million loops and, and all this. And the truth is, is, is that you really are operating from a place of distrust. And you, watch me. You, so you, people never, ever have a chance. Mm, 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 mm. Who am I talking to right there? Wave at me. They never have a chance. They never have a chance. Some of y'all, that's happened with previous pastors. And then you meet me. And for those of you who connected Harvest, then you meet me. And you're looking at me side eye. I ain't got nothing to you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I ain't done nothing to you. I, I, listen, I ain't done nothing to you. But you're looking side at Why? Because everybody's on probation with you. Because your heart is hardened. Your heart, heart is hardened. And I hear what some of you are saying. Well, Bishop, you know, so then how do you operate with wisdom? It's very simple. I don't have to have a hardened heart to operate with wisdom. Got it? So what wisdom does is wisdom says, okay, well, let me pay attention. Let me pay attention to the actions. Let me pay attention to, to, to the uh, process. Let me, let, me, let me pay attention. Let me watch. Let me listen. Let me watch. That's wisdom. A hardened heart says anything you see, you see it as negative. Okay, let me give you this. So my production team, this was in my office last Sunday when I got there. This was a cool gift. This was from our first uh, interest service in Atlanta. This was the graphic. And I thought, this is so cool. This is amazing. All right. So it was in there. So, so the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. To the undefiled and unbelieving, everything is undefiled and never believing and unbelieving. So anything you see, you see it as negative. So this was a gift, right? That's my love language. Talk to me. Come and talk to me. Talk to me. Okay. Now, here's the deal. If I had a hardened heart, I look at this and say, yeah, why they do that? They probably want something from me. They're probably trying to get something from me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't trust these people. Are you joking? You cannot have a hardened heart. No, I saw it and I got excited. But so y'all, your prayer tonight needs to be, Lord, do not let me have a hardened heart. Can I take it deeper? For some of y'all, you are angry with God because you feel like he, he sees your trouble. He sees your issues. He sees what's happening, yet he does nothing. And you have a hardened heart with God. You cannot have a hardened heart with God. Okay, question. So then what are you going to do? So you're going to be an unbeliever? You're going to be sometimey? No. Really? This is what you're going to do? This is what you're going to So you're going to run? You, you, you're going to run? Oh, oh, I know what you're going to do. You, you're going to run to a psychic? You're going to run to some chakras and some stones and some... Are you joking? You're going to go to something God created because you got a little attitude with a hardened heart with God? Uh-uh. I just need y'all to get, get a little aggressive with me in these comments and say, no, N-A-H. No, this is literally what happened in Joshua 7. They lose a battle. And when they lose a battle, Joshua gets on his face and he's praying and he's going in. He's like, Lord, why is this happening? And how could you let this happen to us? And you brought us over here. And I said this line to you on Wednesday, which was so, excuse, uh, which was so powerful, is that sometimes problems can make you regret your progress. Because this was supposed to be an easy battle at AI. And this easy battle, they didn't even send all of their troops, which teaches us a principle. Which teaches us, come on, model, come on, Kayla, model maker. Listen, you're going to run to some Chris. Are you joking? You're going to put on the infinity stones? You better go sit, sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere. So listen, 
Uh, come on, come on. Look, you know that Greek, Gehenna. Gehenna is a Greek word for hell. Right? Joshua doesn't send the entire army. Here's a lesson. Sometimes we underprepare because we're overconfident. I need a few of y'all to tweet that to me. I need a few of y'all to put that in your, in your Insta story. Don't underprepare because you're overconfident. For many people, watch me, Joshua was like, this is going to be easy. I ain't even sending all the troops. See, Joshua, this also teaches us a lesson. You're so overconfident that you underprepare. And I need some of y'all, listen, I know you're doing good, but I need you to still hustle like it's hand to mouth. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I know you're doing well, but I still, you still got to be on your, on your, uh, I don't like the type of grind. Uh, you still got to be about your business as if, as if it's, it's, if you don't get this sale, it ain't happening. If you don't accomplish this thing today, it's not going to happen. Sometimes we underprepare because we're overconfident. So what ends up happening? Joshua only sends 3,000 men. I mean, he sends 3,000 men. AI beats the heads of 36. They beat the head. <laughs> they tear the club up. Do you hear me? They do that for 36 of them. So 2,964 men, the Bible says that their hearts melt as water. What does that mean? Anything I put water into, it will adjust to. And for some of you, watch me, your confidence is like water. Because here's what you're saying. Well, if this didn't work, why try this? And can I tell you, I know, um, I know that many of you that are watching me right now, and even as I'm going to minister this tomorrow, I know that many of you are dealing with that. Um, because sometimes as a shepherd, what the Lord will do is I will experience uh, I will experience the feeling or the emotion of what the people that I connected to and the people that I lead, I will experience what they are experiencing. So then I will be sensitive enough to speak to it and preach to it. Did you hear what I just said? That's a word for some pastors because some pastors are like, why am I feeling this? Oh my God, I'm going through this. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not your feeling, sir. That's not your feeling, ma'am. You are feeling the weight of the emotion of who you lead so you can preach to it and speak to it. That's not your depression. You're feeling theirs. That's a whole, that's a whole apostolic teaching right there for, for those that are leaders of people. That's not, that's not your, that's not your burden. You're not, you're feeling their burden. You're feeling their burden. I just set some pastor free right there. All right. If I'm not your shepherd, somebody right there, you need to send that to your shepherd. You need to be like, watch this man. That's not yours. For those of you who sit in seats of a pastoral nature or a leadership nature, you will often feel what they are feeling so you can speak to it and deal with it. It's not yours. That, I can stop right here and take the offering. Seriously, you ready? That's not yours. For you parents, you ready? You will feel what your child is feeling and be like, oh my God, that's not yours, boo. That's what your son is feeling. So you can pray it up off of them. That's what your daughter is feeling. So you can pray it up off of them. That comes with the seed of leadership. The seed of leadership means that you have to feel what the people feel. That's not yours. That's from your child. Did you hear me? Who did that just set free right now? Because some of y'all like, this just came out of nowhere. It's just, it just popped. It just came out of nowhere. That's your, that's who you're leading that, that's dealing with that. That's not yours. That's you're feeling there so that you can deal with it. So you can shut it down. Because some of you are like, I'm just going through all these emotions. I don't know what's going on. Bishop, I'm going through these emotions. What is going on? That's not yours, sir. Sorry. That's what your child is feeling. 
That's what, that's what your congregation, some of your people are feeling. That's what some of the people around you are feeling. You have to feel it so that you can deal with it. Because you can't deal with what you can't feel. Listen, I think I can stop right now. All right? That's a whole revelation right there. It's a whole revelation right there. All right, here we go. 2,964. Can I also say this? For those of you where you, and I'll deal with this especially in a church context. For those of you who, uh, who you really love your shepherd, because it's not just those that are prayer warriors. Because like at Harvest, for example, everybody's a prayer warrior. So we don't have the prayer department. Everybody's supposed to pray. We, don't do, we just don't do that. I never understand. For me, I don't understand that. Everybody's supposed to pray. But for those of you who really love your shepherd, you may even feel something that your shepherd's feeling so you can pray for your shepherd. So that you can speak life over your shepherd. And not over this, because you're not over your shepherd, but you can speak the word of God over your shepherd. You see what I'm saying? You may feel something. You may be like, mm, I don't know what that is. That is so that you can lift up the arms of Moses. You cannot lift up his arms and lift up his hands if you can't feel the weight that's on his arms or on his hands. Did y'all hear that? So sometimes you'll feel that weight only so that you can pray for the man of God that leads you to carry that weight. Hmm? All right, here we go. Joshua sends 3,000 men. There's 3,000 men. 36 of them, they look, knock if you buck, they tow the club up. 36 of them get beat down. The Bible says their hearts melt as water. Their hearts melt as water. It basically says, if this didn't work, then why try this? And for some, let's me, your heart has melted. What is your heart? It means your mind in scripture. It's melting, which means it's like water. Whatever I put it in, it will adjust to that. It will conform to that. So the Bible says, Joshua tore his clothes. He fell to the earth. He prays all day. He prays all day. But I want you to pay attention. He and the elders of Israel, catch this. They worshiped after a loss. Stop. Many times we only worship after we win. Can I stretch you? You have got to learn how to worship after a loss. You have got to learn how to worship even after a loss. They, the Bible says they put dust on their heads and ash, the dust they put on their heads, it represented four things. Number one, shame. Number one, shame. They were ashamed that they lost. But why did they lose? Pride is why they lost. Because Joshua, you should have sent the whole army. Why would you not send everybody? You underprepared because you were overconfident. And for some of you all, you need to stop saying, oh, that's going to be easy. I'll do it in the morning. No, you won't. Stop. You are underpreparing because you are overconfident, which is simple. overconfidence, translation, pride, P-R-I-D-E, pride. And the Bible says pride comes before a fall. Fall right there in Hebrew, it literally means unnecessary loss. It literally means unnecessary loss, unnecessary loss. Okay, here we go. Um, they worshiped after a loss. And I want to stretch some of you all to learn how to worship not only after you win, but even after you lose. And that takes maturity because let's be honest, who wants to worship after losing? Who wants to worship after losing? Who wants to worship after making 
a, a, a bad decision. See, it means shame. Then it means disappointment. To disappoint, think of it this way. I set an appointment with victory and I was dissed because I got a loss. That's disappointment. I set an appointment with victory, but I was disappointed because I lost. Number three, embarrassment. I was not expecting to feel this way. I was not expecting to for this to feel like this. Like I was not, I, I, I'm embarrassed. And can I tell you what gets embarrassed? Ego gets embarrassed. Only ego gets embarrassed. There are things that I've done that um, many people look at and think, oh, you wouldn't be embarrassed. No, because my, I, I, my ego wasn't the issue. It wasn't an ego thing for me. I'm not embarrassed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember one time I said, and this is kind of lightweight, but, you know, just to make the point. I remember one time I thought, listen to me, y'all. I thought Netflix and chill literally meant to watch Netflix and chill. Um, there's this new Jack Swing song called Let's Chill. Let's settle down. Like it, it means like it just relax. To chill means to relax. <laughs> Have a good time. I thought. Netflix and chill meant to watch Netflix and relax. I didn't know it meant to watch Netflix and have relations, Sherman. I didn't know that. So I preached it one time and I, and and, and look, the Lord is so good. This is why I pray before I preach or say anything. I said, even if you have to Netflix and chill by yourself. And I preached that because I think it was like a Sunday before Thanksgiving. So then I get back in my office and um, and then one of the interns comes in and um, and says, sir, did you, did you know what Netflix and chill means? I said, yes, it means to watch Netflix and relax. They said, no, sir, it means to do other than they, whatever they said. I said, oh, I said, well, y'all need to quit changing the meanings and stuff. I said, you don't have a right to just change the meaning. I'm about tired of y'all changing meaning. Everything got another meaning now. You know, you say, what's up? That's got another meaning. You really trying to, you know, like, come on now. You cannot change the meaning on everything just because y'all decided y'all want to change the meaning. I said, well, I knew what I meant. And anybody that got offended, they can take, you know, fine, fine, fine. Right. But I wasn't embarrassed because I didn't have an, I don't have an ego about it. And I mean, some of y'all watch me. The only reason you feel so embarrassed is because you have a huge ego. Why? And what is your ego? Your ego is who you pretend to be. So that's, that's, so that's what gets offended. Who you pretend to be. That's who gets offended. Who you pretend to be, that's who gets offended. Who you pretend to be, that's who gets offended. Who you pretend to be, that's who gets offended. And then finally, the ash they put on their hair, it means repentant. So after the loss, they worshiped. They felt ashamed. They felt disappointed. They felt embarrassed. But then they repented. What does repent mean? Repent. Pent top of. Re again. Get back to the top, get back to the best. Get back to the top, get back to the best. And some of y'all tonight, I came to get you back to the top and back to the best. Come on, can I get you to type that in the chat? I'm repentant, repentant, which means God, I don't know how this loss happened. This should have been easy. And it's, I feel ashamed, I'm disappointed. I just discovered that if I felt embarrassed, it's because my ego got embarrassed. And, but I'm repentant. I ain't repent. I got to get back to the best. I got to get back to the top. I got to get back to the best version of myself. So what ends up happening? Um, when Joshua prays, he, listen to this line. And Joshua said, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? 
And I said this to you a moment ago, and I'm going to say it to you a second time tonight, third time for this week. Problems can make you regret progress. Why did I ever get this job? Why did I get this car? Why did I get this house? Why did I make that move? Why did I leave cities? Why did I do this? Why did I get married? Why did I have these kids? Why did I start this business? Why, 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 why? Literally, that's what happened to Joshua. Joshua said, Lord, why am I even doing this? Like, why is this even happening? Why did you bring us over the Jordan? Now, let me give you some context for those of you who don't know where they came from. For 430 years, they lived in Egyptian bondage. They are let out overnight. When they are let out overnight, they literally, um, it's supposed to take 11 days to get to the promised land. It ends up taking them 40 years because of their disobedience, because of their attitude, because of their complaining. Um, which means, this is deep to me, God never changed where they were headed, but he delayed when they could go. That's a deep thing right there. I'm going to back that up. He never changed where they were headed, but he delayed when they could go. Question, what has God had to delay? Because your attitude and your complaining and your mentality says, I can't let you go. I can't let you go. Not now. I'm not changing where you're going, but I'm changing when you're going to get there. 40 years. It's supposed to take how long? 11 days. Think about this. You ready? Some of these people, when they left Egypt, they were 20. They were supposed to be in their promised land in their 20s. Ooh, I'm coming for you. But instead, many of them, watch me, didn't see it to their 60s. And I need you, watch me, I need you to stop so that God can start. Uh-uh. This next 12, y'all better type this in the chat, is about to be your best 12. I need you to drop it on the screen. My next 12 months will be my best 12 months. Like your story is not going to be that you should have done this in your 20s, should have done this in your 30s, should have done this in your 40s, 50s, 60s. There's some people with the children of Israel, they should have been in the promise in their 20s, but they never saw it into their 60s. Mm -mm, we're not doing that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Check that pulse, baby. Check that pulse. Check that pulse. You got a pulse. He's got a plan. We're not doing that. Come on. You will not be delayed because of yourself. Woo. That's why this series is called Stop. There's some things you got to stop so God can start. So Moses dies. And when Moses dies, y'all, when Moses dies, 30 days they have to mourn. Joshua takes over. Moses gets them over the Red Sea. Joshua gets them over the Jordan River. Um, the Red Sea parts when Moses lifts his hands in worship. The Jordan River only parts when they get into the river. They have to get in there. Set it off. That was last year's thing for harvest. So they come over the Jordan. And what's on the other side of the Jordan? The promised land. But there's all of these camps. There's all of these people that they literally, they literally are going to have to dispossess. Pay attention. Your promise, listen to me very carefully, is never going to be easy to possess. I want to throw my chair down. Because culture has sold us. Listen, if you grew up, if you grew up in church, you heard this. When you grew up in the South, you heard this. Baby, what's for you? Can you finish it? It's for you. That's a whole lie. It's a whole lie. What's for you is what you fight for. Your promise is never going to be easy to possess. 
I need you to hear me. Because we live in a culture where you see people on social media and you think, ooh, they just got there, they overnight. You don't know the problems and the process they had to go through to possess it. Here's what the Lord told them. There's the promise, it's all yours. Joshua then was like, God, look at all these people who are in our stuff. Look at the Jebusites, the Amorites, the, 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 the Hittites. The, the, oh, look at all these ites. You got the ite and Turner family. Look, you got the ite Turner. Look at all these ites that we got. This, look at all these ites. God says, I know that, look at me. I know that they're there. Y'all better listen to me now. He says, they've been preparing it for you. Y'all better talk to me tonight. They've been preparing it for you. I came to prophesy to five of y'all on this message preview tonight. You literally see somebody else that's in the seat you're about to occupy. They've been warming it up for you. They've been building it for you. I need to prophesy to three of you all tonight. You literally listen to me carefully. You will have a testimony by this time next week. I have a testimony by this time next week. You are literally looking at your promise and somebody else is in it. Somebody else is in it. Somebody else is in it. What do you mean in it? Some, they're doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. And you're saying, God, how in the world is this Mark doing what I'm supposed to do? The Lord literally tells them, I put all of these ites over here for them to get it ready for you. They have built the city. They built the building. They built the environment. They built everything you need to do. Now, you're going to need to go take it from them. Mm. You're going to need to go take it from them. But I, I had them getting it ready for you. And for some of you, when you see them in it, you'll say it's not mine. Come on, y'all. When you see them doing it, you'll say, well, God, I guess I'm about to go up. You'll say, well, I guess I'm not called to do that because they're doing that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They're the opening act. Everybody came to see you. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. They're the opening act. Everybody came to see you. Talk to me in these comments. They are the opening act. Everybody's coming to see you. They're the warm up guy. They're just getting it ready. God let them build the cities. He let them get the city. He let them get the infrastructure there. God literally says, you spent your years building for Pharaoh. And while you were building for Pharaoh, I had somebody else building for you. Jesus, this is good to me. This is good to me. Some of you all watch me. Your business hasn't been able to take off the way you wanted to because somebody's about to hand you their business. Do you hear me? You're on here right now. Somebody, by this time next week, listen to me, 1 Samuel 3, 19, when the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. By this time next, somebody is going to hand it to you. They're going to hand it to you. That's why yours hasn't taken off. They're about to hand it to you. Oh, God never let you build all that infrastructure because you didn't need it. He never let you build a team that you tried to build because you didn't need it. He about to give you one. Oop, I could run. I could totally run. I think I'm done right through here. Oh, He never let you buy the building. Somebody's going to, they're about to give you the keys. That's literally what happened. Just, the Lord says, come over to Jordan. This, this is the promised land. They have been getting your stuff ready. And you're looking at them thinking, well, I guess it's not mine because they're in it. Oh, no, it's yours. You're just going to have to take it. I just need you to get violent in the spirit for 20 seconds and command the earth to give you and to yield what belongs to you. Father, let's go up in prayer, y'all. I know this is a message preview, but I tapped into something for myself right there. I tapped into something for me right there. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we command the earth to yield what belongs to us. You had all of the ites to get the promised land. The cities were prepared and built out for Joshua. They were prepared and built out for the children of Israel. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that what you have ordained for us to possess that, Father, because we have lasted, because we've endured process, because we've endured pain, Isaiah 66 and 9 says, you are the Lord that does not allow any pain without creating and doing something new. So, Father, we command it to yield. We command it to yield. Even in these last uh, eight days of the fast, we command the earth to yield what belongs to us. Put your initials on the screen. Somebody put BKF for me. We command the earth to yield what belongs to our businesses. Put your business name on the screen. I need somebody to type Harvest Church on the screen. We command the earth to yield what belongs to Harvest Church. We command the earth to yield. Put your initials in this chat. Oh, my God. That's good to me. They literally, y'all, cross the Jordan. And when they cross the Jordan, God says, now all that's yours. But God, somebody else is in it. Somebody else is using it. Somebody else is doing it. And God says, no, it's yours. You're going to have to take it, which means you're going to have to fight for it. And watch me. And for some of you, you have felt like you've been in the fight of your life. Watch me. And you didn't even know what you were fighting for. I'm a, you didn't even know what you were fighting for. You didn't even know what you were fighting for. This is why it got you so emotional. This is why it got you so upset. This is why it got you thinking, God, what is all of this about? What is all of this pressure about? What are all these issues about? What is this about? Because what you were fighting for is what you are about to possess. I'm done. I'm done. I am done right through here. What you mean done? Are we going to wrap this up? Because I got to go into straight worship. I got to go up. I have to go up. Tag somebody you know that needs to hear this and tell them to get in here right now. Tag somebody that you know needs to hear this and tell them to get in here right now. And they can go back and watch the beginning. If you came in late and you didn't have seen this from the beginning, please go back and watch this from the beginning. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. You didn't even throw basaya. You did not even know what you were fighting for. This is why. This is, you didn't even know what it was about. You were like, God, all of this warfare for this? Uh-uh. No, not at all. He said, this is way bigger than that. You didn't even know what you were fighting for. Mind-blown emoji. Can somebody type that for me? Mind-blown emoji. Mind-blown emoji. Mind-blown emoji. They crossed that Jordan and everything, the reason it's a promised land is because it has been prepared for them. Everything that they needed was prepared. God used those other people to build the cities for them so they wouldn't have to do that work. You, you fought, you just were fighting on another side. You didn't see what you were, oh, that's so good to me. You did not see what you were fighting for. Please hear me tonight. I am talking to many of you where you're like, God, this has been a whole hell of a fight. And I'm not cussing. Hell is Greek word, Gehenna. This has been a whole fight. Like, what's going on with this? It has nothing 
You didn't even know what you were fighting for. And when they get over there, this battle of AI is supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be a shoe in and it's not. And they lose. And when they lose, watch me. Joshua says, these problems are making me regret my progress. And the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Stop praying about this. He says, Israel has lied and they've stolen. And as a result of them lying and stealing, they cannot stand before their enemies. They, have they cannot stand before their enemies. What ends up happening? On Wednesday, I talked to you, uh, stop lying. I talked to you about how one of the hidden reasons about why you can lose. And I'm going to encourage you to go back and watch that message. Let me just set you up for tomorrow. So um, um, what happens? Actually, let me give you this. Let me give you this. Let me get you this. Somebody says, I felt like I've been swinging at the air. Ooh, no, no, no. You ain't been swinging at the air. Mm -mm. Watch me. You were swinging at some spiritual stuff. You were taking down some spiritual stuff that you couldn't see, that you couldn't fully understand, that you didn't fully know what was going on. You hear me? Wonderfully made. So you freeing us tonight. Listen, come on. Let's just all get free. Can we just stop for a moment and put a praise emoji on the screen? Hands up. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to use emojis. That's fine. Just type words. Put something on the screen. If you came in late, you have to go back and watch this from the beginning. You have to. You have to. If you got tagged in here, you have to. Um, I talked to you on Wednesday about the Bible says the result of lying and stealing. Um, and so Wednesday's message is called Stop Lying. And we talked about lying to God, lying to people, lying to yourself. Here's the line I want to get you to to set you up, to set you up um, for tomorrow. Tomorrow's message is called Stop Stopping. Stop Stopping. Um, can I tell you, your issue is not that you lack talent, skill, ability, or creativity. I'm going to say it again. Look at me. Your issue is not that you lack talent. You're talented. Skill, you're skilled. Ability, you have ability. Money, you got money. Creativity, you have creativity. You ready? I'm going to show you tomorrow what one of your greatest issues is. Um, and, and this is important. Let me set you up right here, and then we're going to go. Because I got to go up. That thing, this thing tonight, bless me. If y'all didn't get nothing Instagram, I got everything I needed and more. Look at this. So after um, the Bible says that they removed the trouble. And for some of you, you're going to have to remove the troublemakers. You're going to have to remove the troublemaker in you. Um, listen. When they removed Achan, and what do you mean they removed him, Bishop? You want to know what they did? They stoned him to death and set every all of his stuff on fire. Now, we read the Bible today and we're like, ooh, they got him. Mm. I want you to think about that like modern culture. Think modern culture. They stoned this man to death and said, because you brought trouble on us today, the Lord brings trouble on you. Um, most people are... Watch me. Never, ever confront the troublemakers. You deal with them passive aggressively. Come on, let's talk. Come on, let's talk. You don't confront the troublemaker. And let's be clear. Sometimes troublemakers don't need to be confronted. They just simply need to be removed. Sometimes they don't need to. Uh, they need to be marked. The Bible says in Romans says, if you see a divisive one, mark such a one. Um, but I want you to hear me. They stoned this man to death and said, look, Mark. 
You brought trouble on us. We're bringing trouble on you. And can I tell you something? They killed all of his family. They killed all of his animals. They burned his house down. A tent. But just to make it modern, they burned his house down and they buried them all in the ground. What was Joshua doing? Joshua was saying, we won't have this problem ever again. Some of you all, can I be honest with you? You're going to have to get more aggressive than you are because there's certain problem people and there's certain problems in you that you are way too passive about. You're going to have to get you're going to have to get way more aggressive and say, no, I'm not having another day like this. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not having no more trifling friends. We're not having this problem again. Y'all quiet in the comments now. We're not doing this again. Mm -mm. Nope. 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 My cancel game has gotten much better these days. I can it's not, Look, I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. My cancel game has gotten good. Joshua said, we will not have that. Hey, Pastor, we will not have this problem ever again. We're not doing that. So they, I need you to understand the gravity of this. You said, Bishop, well, why did they kill his wife and kids? I need you to hear me. The order from heaven was take them all out. They have caused trouble for, my, for the man of God. So take them all out. They have stopped the flow of God for the people of God. Take them all out. Why his family? Because they knew what he did and they didn't say anything about it. For some of you all, you are harboring fugitives. I'm going to leave that right there. And when you harbor a fugitive, you are guilty in Rico. That's the legal term. You are guilty in Rico. Google that. Google that. It, watch me. Everything connected. His animals had to die. You, what do you mean harboring fugitives? You are. No, let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. You, mm, let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. Ooh, you got to be careful. Yes, like by association. It's an, it, they call it an Enrico charge. Not Enrique Iglesias, <laughs> uh, but uh, they call that Enrico, the Rico Act, R-I-C-O. It's a racketeering charge. Anyway, listen, um, y'all got to hear me. Um, ooh, I could deal with that, but I'm running out of time. I could deal with that. Um, I could deal with that. I could deal with that. I could deal with that. Ooh, I, I, but I want to say something. Somebody said, you out there now, Bishop. I know, I want to go there. Listen, um, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, you got to be careful. Like if you are bailing out people who don't tithe, you can be charged in Rico. Because mm -hmm. you're guilty. You're guilty now. And you're bailing them out but they, but they rob God. Y'all don't like this here. Okay, okay, I got it. They won't, they won't watch church online. They won't go to church. But yet they'll spend hours on the phone with you. That's yeah. That's a Rico charge. That's a Rico charge. 
Ooh. 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 It's quiet. Ooh. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Here we go. Here we go. So what happens? In Joshua 7, they kill. They kill everything connected to Achan. And then they burn it. And they say, we're not having this problem again. We are not having this problem again. You ready? And those are just two examples. I could go much more, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. But you just have to be careful that you don't let people pull you in their stuff. You ready for this? Just because they want to act a fool, don't you let them pull you down to act a fool too. That's a RICO charge. That's a RICO charge. They can, they're pulling you in there to act a fool with them. I'm not doing this. We're not doing all of that. We're not having this problem again. So then guess what happens? Now remember, Joshua and them, their stuff has been prepared. They got to go take it. Y'all, we're going to wrap up. We're going we're gonna to wrap up. Joshua 7, they lose. And Joshua 8 and verse 1, listen to God's words. See, I have given the land and the hand, uh, uh, I've given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. His people, his city, and his land. His people, his city, and his land. The Lord says, I gave them to you. Now that you got rid of Achan, now that you got, listen, for some of y'all, God won't give you your next instructions because who you have in your now is creating trouble. He's not going to give you your next instruction because who you have in your now is creating trouble. And sometimes the who isn't around you, the who is in you. Sometimes, especially during a time of fasting, you know what to say? Say, Lord, what in me needs to change that I have thought was fine? This was part of my prayer. If I let you in on it, this is part of my prayer today. Part of my prayer today was, Lord, is there anything, what in me needs to change that I don't even know needs to change? That's a mature prayer. What in me needs to change that I do not know needs to change? Because it's been that way. What in me needs to change? Come on. Sometimes the troublemaker is in you. You have to be mature enough to ask the Lord and not be afraid if he's like this, 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 and this. What in me needs to change that I thought was good? That I thought was fine. Come on here, Pastor. That I thought was I thought it was good. What in me needs to change? It's easy to look at people. Mature people look with, at themselves. There's this show that I watch called Restaurant Impossible. And um, I was watching it yesterday and the day before. Um, and um, and this chef, Robert Irvine, he goes to these restaurants. And he does a bunch of changes to the restaurant. The restaurants are failing and all that. And, and I try to take as many principles as I can. It's like, it's therapeutic. It's cathartic for me when to watch that show. Because I'll watch it and I'm like, ooh, wow, that's a good point. Ooh, wow, that's a good point. Ooh, wow, that's a good point. I'm like, wow. There's so many lessons to learn. And often what you deal with is leaders who have gotten worn down and they're tired. And they are carrying the weight. And so the business as a whole begins to suffer. That's one thing. Sometimes you have people who have illusions of grandeur. They think that their food is really good, but ain't nobody coming to eat it. Um, it's so many different lessons that are in there. But the point is, is you got to ask the Lord, Lord, what's in me that needs to change that I thought was okay? And be okay when he shows you. 
And then I put, can I, can I teach y'all advanced prayer? I put specifications on. I'm like, and I don't need nothing to happen. Just tell me. I don't need no situation. Just tell me. <laughs> can I teach you advanced prayer? Because you ask the Lord to do that, then he'll give you a situation. I learned, mm -mm, I don't need no situation. Just tell me. Let's go Drew Hill. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. God says, here it is, Joshua 8. I've given it to you. Verse 2, lay an ambush against the city. Here it is, behind it. He says, the first time you went in, you went in on the front end. He says, we're not going to do that this time. He says, this time, I'm going to have you go in behind. And this is where I ended Wednesday's message. And if you missed it, do yourself a favor, please. Get our podcast, get our app, watch on YouTube. Go watch it um, because it's going to help you. I promise you. This time they won from behind. The Lord positioned them to be behind the city so that they can win. And in your life, there are areas where you need, where you are behind or you feel like you're behind. Look at me. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. Um, imagine though, had Joshua said, we lost in seven. I, I can't try again in eight. I'm too scared. I'm too fearful. I don't want to. What if I lose again? What if it wasn't just Achan? What if it's more? What if God doesn't fight for us? What if King, the king of Ai knows we're coming? Y'all got to hear me. What if Joshua stopped? Then he never takes Ai. And when they take Ai this time, if you read Joshua 8, oh, they took it. The Bible says they hung the king out in the open to say, look, we got you this time. You thought you, oh, you thought you had us in chapter seven, Mark. Ooh, but we got you in chapter eight. They hung that man out in the middle. So here you go. Anybody want to challenge us? You have to stop stopping. Tomorrow's message, I'm going to go a very different direction. Um, but. That's tomorrow's message. Stop, stop at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain time, 11.15, 1.15 East Coast time. You're absolutely right. It's a new beginning. Chapter number eight. It's going to be amazing. I'm in expectation. I pray you're in expectation. Last two things I want to do. I intended to end a while ago. Guys, please do yourself a favor if you missed um, the first part of where we're at or you came in late. I promise you there's so much revelation in tonight's preview. Uh, if this blessed you, sow into it. How do you sow? You can use the badges. Some of you may not be able to see the badges predicated upon your Instagram settings and what's Instagram doing. But if you can use the badges, use the badges to sow. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman num with the number two at the end. You can also use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available for you. You can use the email, hello at harvestchurch.church. If you want to use cryptocurrency to give, you can use InGiven. Again, the key email for all of that is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can go to our website. If you're already connected to Harvest, you can use uh, text to give to give. Guys, I do the previews to get you excited about the word. So then you can go invite other people. So once we hop up, I need you to go invite some people to watch tomorrow if they're not in Denver. If they're in Denver, get them into the building. And uh, it's going to be an amazing time. Last thing I want to do. Because if you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to the Lord. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on the count of three, real quickly, do that hand wave emoji. Just say it to me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I just want to lead you in a prayer. One, two, three, respond right now. Do that hand wave emoji or say it to me. Guys, while people are responding, you can sow. 
If you're saved, you can sow while people are responding. If you're already saved, you can sow while people are responding. But I never like to hop off of a line without giving people an opportunity to come to the Lord. I saw a question that came in earlier. What does it say? Three nails, three days is what it says. Is that what it says? Yes. Three nails. Yes. Three days. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, do that. Hey, everybody just says to me, let me count you down. Five. Waiting on you. Four. Waiting on you. Three. Waiting on you. Two. Waiting on you. One. Listen. Why do you do the count, guys? Because sometimes people are sitting on the edge like, I, I don't know if I want to send it. I don't want nobody to judge me. I don't want me to, nobody to look at me sideways. Nobody's going to do either of those to you. I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that you, God, are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, text the word decision in the phone number 877-552-4746. Or you can also use um, uh, or just go to our app and you can type um, um, salvation into our app. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Um, even for those of you who are watching this on the replay, guys, please do yourself a favor. Even if you've been here with me the whole 57 minutes, go back, listen to this one again. Post this one on your page. Post this one in your Insta story. Let's use this. I do the previews so that you can invite people to church. We want us on campus or online. We want to see people come to the Lord. All right. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. If this bless you, go so. Love you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.